Okay. Are we on? We are. I have an idea for an intro. Okay. Are you ready? I just thought of it right now. <laughs> oh my god. You ready? Podcast. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> Still better than what we've been doing. Sophia here with Jesse. I which think they you probably know if you're listening to this episode five. <laughs> are you deep in? Are you deep yeah, into the are podcast? You deep into the podcast? We're getting ready for another performance, so you'll probably hear a lot of things opening and stuff clacking around. Clackety clack clack clack. 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 Um, we're doing underground nomads. They're having a benefit for the campfire survivors. Yep. So it's really awesome that we get to be a part of this. I love doing community events, especially Underground Nomads, because Amar is such an amazing community member, and he's always created a lot of really awesome opportunities True for all of us to come together. So, And um, Anastasia, who's a local dancer, owns The Orange Room, which if you guys follow uh, Zoe Jakes on her Instagram page, she does her classes from there. So if you've seen an orange room on her Instagram, <laughs> that is owned by um, Anastasia and she has very generously donated, which is basically her home. Yeah. It's like a home and her studio. Yeah. There's a lot of stellar performers up, up tonight. It's, um, yeah, it's a huge lineup. Yeah. There's going to be three acts, three, four, four, acts. four sets. Yeah. Michio's gonna be doing her fan solo. Oh, girl. It's very uh, regal when she does it. She's she's so much more put together than we are. <laughs> <laughs> she got her shit together. <laughs> she's just so much more dignified. I know. That's what it is. Yeah. She's much more dignified than we are. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Beavis and Butthead yeah, of the Trade community. Yeah, but then Sandy and Wendy are performing. Mm -hmm. Um, Alhambra Tribal Dance is performing Shanti. Yeah. Uh, Danielle White. We have such who an is my co-director for Dash. Right. Yeah. We have such an embarrassment of riches here in the Bay Area. <sighs> I know. So we wanted to start with a performance video, actually, um, because we felt like it touched on all of the things that we discussed in the last episode. It's like magic. <laughs> I know. It's sort it's of like, like the stars aligned. And it's funny because this performance is from August. Yeah. And they just posted it. They just posted it. So maybe you could talk about who the dancers are. Okay, so And we'll include a link yeah. in the episode info so you can go check that out and we'll probably share it. Well, Jesse's already shared it on her Facebook. Oh yeah, because I was like, I was living for this yeah. performance, but um, it was posted on December twenty eighth, and it was performed all the way back in August for Tribal Cafe, which is an event that was held in Brighton, uh, England. Where is Brighton? Brighton is south of England, right on the shore, the seashore. Oh, okay. So how south long? Of London. It's how about far an is hour. it? An hour by train? Yeah, forty five okay. minutes to an hour by train. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful it's a gorgeous gorgeous city it was always one of my favorite places to visit um not only because it was gorgeous but there's a bevy of beautiful belly dancers that live there um one of whom is charlotte wassell 
who is the director for Terzim. Um, I'm glad that you're pronouncing this because I've never known. <laughs> I've never known how to pronounce it. Yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce it until Charlotte said it to me, and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> but to be fair, a lot of people didn't know how to pronounce Mirai. Right. They were like Moira. Moira. Yeah. Moira. <laughs> Just like this, it's the same as people trying to pronounce Tessera. They're yeah. like Tessera. Tessera. Anyway. So this video is from Tribal Cafe when um, I think Hilde Canute and Charlotte hosted Michelle Sorensen, who's a beautiful fusion dancer. It was an ATS performance by Charlotte and Philippa of Marai Tribal and Philippa's student, uh, Joanna. So when they do this mashup, which they do often, it's called Trizzy Marai. And you co-founded Marai with yeah. Philippa. Yeah. It's actually three of us that co-founded Mariah. Hannah. Nope. No. Uh, a woman named Laura. Anyway, so this video is, it really touched on a lot of what we talked about last week, which was staging, musicality, and bits of choreo. Um, so when you first open the video, the dancers' backs are to the camera, to the audience. And they start with this like beautiful combo that just matches what the, exactly what is happening in the music. And what we've said before is as dancers, it's our responsibility to show the audience what exactly is happening. I really appreciated how they did that. Like one dancer started a movement, I think it was Joanna, and then Philippa joined her, and then Charlotte, who was in the front of this faded position, um, joined for the last movement. And it was really effective in the way that the song built up. Should also mention that the song is by uh, Beatbox Guitar, very flamenco-y. So they were using very flamenco-inspired moves to start it. It was, it was very successful, in my opinion. Yeah, it was just such a perfect melding mm -hmm. of, of a lot of different things. I mean, we talked a little bit last time about dancing to like non-traditional music and how oftentimes that sort of a it can clash with what we're yeah. trying to present and this is modern music oh yeah with a flamenco feel yeah um but it doesn't you know it still is it still is it still has like a folkloric feel mm. to it so i so i we've danced to beatbox guitar on several occasions and i think it's it's a really nice route to go when you want something that feels really contemporary but still is like within the aesthetic right of of ats yeah no <clears throat> i really i really loved the way they did that yeah and they used a lot of the flamenco inspired movements so there was sara turn loco camel barrel turn wrap around like all of these movements mm -hmm. that i think look really beautiful to, particularly to flamenco music yeah What's that of a strong arm? Yeah, that was used very effectively. But it wasn't like flamenco move after flamenco yeah. move. And it mm -hmm. wasn't like constant choreography. It had moments of stillness, and which created a lot of contrast when the music really sort of went in mm -hmm. and got dramatic. And um, the dancers slowed it down with like body wave and toxim and... I don't know. I could go on and on about it. I was just like, it was really refreshing to see because it was just what we had talked about. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. It just illustrated like so many of the points that we talked about. 
It was just very thoughtful. It was just a very thoughtful piece. You know, they had the little bit of choreo at the beginning mm -hmm. and then the bulk of it was improv. Yep. And then they had, they used Canon. Like in a really surprising way. In a really surprising way that I was not expecting and was absolutely delighted by. Yeah, Charlotte took one of my workshops in when I was over in England. So. Nice. It's so exciting to see other people do your stuff. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Especially when they do it correctly. <laughs> and if you guys ever do anything that's Tessera inspired or straight up Tessera that you learned from us from a workshop, please let us know because we absolutely love it. Yeah. Or if you have worked something out based off of some uh, like a, a concept we may have taught you, please let us know because we love to see that too. Yeah. Because... Uh, couple the wildcard girls took one of our workshops and they <laughs> oh my god everyone's rolling their eyes right now oh god the wildcard girls <laughs> this is just gonna have to be a thing like we yeah. have to mention them the wildcard shout out yeah portion of, every, <laughs> of every single episode um but a couple of them took a workshop f with us and they have a tessera inspired pass <laughs> <laughs> that they call the tip. The tip, which we absolutely love. And every time we see them perform and they do it, we absolutely lose our shit. It's yeah. so inappropriate in the best way possible. Yep. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, yeah. So back to Tracy Murray. It was just a really nice illustration of how you can use choreography, like little bits of choreography to really accent mm -hmm. a piece of music. Yep. And then, like you said, creating contrast between different parts of the song and really milking the slow. I think that sometimes people have a tendency to really rush through the slow. Yeah. Well, it's, a lot of that is nerves. And yeah, a lot of it is nerves, which we'll talk about later yep. in this episode. Yep. And I really liked that they had that combo that you described in the beginning. And then that musical refrain repeats at the end. And they repeated and the combo. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. It was Which I loved. Like, I just, I love the callback yeah. because it's sort of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to your audience. Yeah. Like, you know, like, a, hey, remember this? Yeah, remember this? You've seen it before. So it's almost like the audience is like in on this little this little thing with you. Well, well, what were you saying before? It's like the audience actually loves repetition. Yeah, there's been a lot of studies about um, repetition, like particularly in songs. The human brain just enjoys repetition. Like you tend to enjoy something more the more you see it or hear it. And so I think it's actually, it can, it can be really effective in, in performance pieces as well. Yeah. You know, if the music is repeating and you repeat the same combination, it makes sense yeah to do it that way totally i agree so i really like that i was i to me that's like a little easter egg it's like mm. have you been paying attention <laughs> and you can hear it in the audience yeah you can we hear it in the audience too they're like well, we're in on it we yeah know what's happening yeah exactly i think that we've talked a little bit before about the gratitude house I think we did for <clears throat> like a second yeah and something else that she talks about in relation to the house is you're supposed to create a bridge between the audience and the music. That's like your job mm -hmm. as a dancer. Yeah. Um, so you really want to try and pull them into the story that you're trying to tell. And totally the piece that you're creating in front of them. So what they did really illustrates 
the power of musicality. Totally. So I just, I really enjoyed that performance. Kudos to them for putting something together that was just so well thought out yeah. and polished and perfectly executed. Damn it. Damn it. I know. <laughs> I was like, damn them. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're my friends. Oh, fuck. They're really good. <laughs> but they're my friends. Yeah. I mean, it's so inspiring. Yeah. I love seeing really solid, exquisitely executed ATS yeah. because that really inspires me mm-hmm. and it pushes me to to do my best. Right. I feel like so. No, totally. I feel the same way. But yeah, Philippa, you'll probably listen to this at some point. Um, I didn't definitely did not talk to you about this beforehand, but <laughs> there you go. And Charlotte, same to you. Yeah. Good, good, good effing job. That venue that they danced in was so tiny, and it's weird because the audience, like, positioning was... It's audience only on two sides, you said. Yeah, it's a two-sided audience. So in the video, you'll see where they swap from facing the front, and they did a little trickery to face the side. Um, Anyway, you'll see it. We'll link it in... Yeah, we'll link it. Yeah. So going back to... (laughs) what we want to talk about today. I saw my nieces in their very first dance recital. Oh my God. Were they hiding in a box? They were not because remember- Call back to episode two. Call back to episode two. (laughs) My mom goes, I really hope that they don't do what you did. (laughs) (laughs) The shade of it all from Kathy. Like 30 years later, she's still salty about that. She's like, (laughs) She's like, you don't understand how much money I spent on that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I actually want to do it or did you make me do it? <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't remember. But they they literally had nowhere to hide because right. like I had a fucking box. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So if, if you haven't listened to the earlier episodes, you'll have to check out episode two when Jessie talks about her first, her mm-hmm. earliest dance memory. Of me hiding. <laughs> Hiding on stage. I know. Much to her mother's dismay. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm sorry, Kathy Williams. Anyway, I was like, are you are you nervous? And the six the the five-year-old's like, eh, no. Like you could tell she might be a little bit, but she was putting on a good front. Uh Uh-huh. And and the three the three-year-old is like, what's nervous? Like she was just like, what? What are you talking about? I'm supposed to be nervous? Like, oh my God, this is a social construct oh, yeah, that she just totally. does not know anything about. That's so funny. Yeah. There's such blank slates. I know. So unformed. And let me tell you, three-year-old worked it on stage. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She was playing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And she had her antlers going. <laughs> when they said, can you ride my sleigh tonight? She like shot up into the <laughs> air. I was like work yeah girl gotta commit i know she had no fear and i'm just like i really wish that somebody could take a like a syringe and suck the anxiety and the stress and the self-doubt right out of me before Mm -hmm. i go on stage because that shit is real so when you so you get really nervous before you perform before i perform and before i teach yeah like really nervous What's going through your head in those moments? Are you just thinking about all the possible ways that like everything could go wrong or 
Like, how um, does that feel for you? Because this is not, oh God, I'll be I honest, feel- like, I, I get nervous before I perform, but I wouldn't say that, like, I get anxious about it. So, you've known me for a long time I, now. I have, yeah. And you've probably figured out that I am the worst case scenario kind of <laughs> In my head, I'm going, oh my God. Uh, it's not that I'm going to fall yeah. or anything. I'm not so much worried about myself. I'm worried about the potential impact that I my actions could have on the group. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I fuck up a cue? What if I don't hit this piece of musicality? What if, Yeah. you know, it's my head is all what if, what if, what if, what if. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's, it's, like, in my, my head is going, you've got this. Like, you've been doing this for a really long time. Whatever happens, happens. It's improv. They'll follow you. You'll follow them. It's all good. But then the crazy monkey part of my brain (laughs) goes, oh my God, why are you doing this? You are a failure. Nobody wants to see you doing this. Like, Uh like, so this like creature of self doubt is always lingering in the back of my head. Right. Like constantly. Like it's body dysmorphia. It's self-doubt it's self-esteem issues yeah that I've always had yeah 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 totally but I mean when you're putting yourself under like a under a stressful situation which going on stage is it's like like feeding the monster exactly yeah so how do you get from like how do you get into the brain space to be able to go on stage well I gotta say that um (laughs) it's not perfect I don't think any no, of my is. <laughs> it's no, not perfect. And it, you know, it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. But uh, the this is going to sound, you know, obvious. But the puja, doing the puja, the gratitude meditation, before every show, whether it's by myself, but I prefer it with the group, the troop. It really helps and mm-hmm. it really grounds me mm-hmm. because we have that moment together where we're like sort of looking at each other and they're like, "Go fucking team! It's going to be yeah. awesome." So that really, really works with me. And um, I have breathing exercises that I do. You probably have never noticed me do that. I don't think I have. Yeah. Because I'll be like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or Uh something. Because I have to do them by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you ever see me like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk. Mm. Or if I'm going to go do something. That's not me like, you know, ignoring what's happening. It's I really need to ground myself. Yeah. Sometimes the superhero pose helps. Yes. It was from a TED Talk, it right? It was. There was like a TED Talk about the superhero pose where basically you stand like your legs akimbo and your your hands on your hips. Akimbo. Yeah, you know, just like a very broad, yeah, like open taking stance. Up space. Yeah. And there's like something, you know, it just like activates something in your brain that makes you feel more confident. Right. We could probably we can link, link to that, that too. too. <laughs> But yeah, I have found that that helps in situations where I'm where I'm very nervous. My biggest thing is disappointing myself, but also even bigger than that is disappointing my fellow dancers and disappointing the audience. Mm-hmm. Like I just I'm terrified of of disappointing people, and I, I'm like that in my personal life too. Right. Like I'm like that at work. I'm like I'm terrified of disappointing my boss. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of disappointing my husband and my parents. Mm-hmm. And, like nothing I do can ever be good enough. Right. And that's what goes through my head before I go on stage. (laughs) 
And I, so I do the superhero stance and I, I'll do the breathing exercises, which definitely helps the butterflies in my stomach calm down. Uh-huh. And you know what else helps is once I get on stage, especially if we're doing like a slow song or um, even a fast song, like pivoting. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the back of the stage and take a deep breath yeah. while I'm looking at the back of the stage. Yeah, people don't know we're making lots of faces. <laughs> we're making faces. I'm grimacing when I turn to the back. Oh, sometimes <laughs> when I turn to the back and I know there's nobody behind me, I will do like a face stretch. Yeah, me too. And so I'll be like, smile, bitch, smile. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and my friend Hannah, who's a fusion dancer in London, said it best when she said uh, she's like the swan. I f- definitely feel like the swan, meaning that you're, you look all graceful and regal on the surface, but under the water, you're paddling, you're paddling like, like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> and that's what's going through my stomach. Like, yeah. it's all the adrenaline. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the really interesting thing about what we do versus, like, being a soloist is that you have to be, you're in charge of yourself. Right. But you also... In charge of a group. Yeah, you also have to be a good follower and a good leader to your fellow dancers. Mm -hmm. So it's just that like added extra layer of responsibility. responsibility. And something else that really helps me is if I'm leading a group and I start to feel the nervousness coming back, I will turn and face the circle and, and look at you guys and you'll be smiling at me and I'll all of a sudden be like, okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's like getting your batteries recharged. Yeah, that's so true. Which is why it's like important, you know, in if you have the opportunity to dance on stage with a ton of people. Oh my God. Um, how different that feels yeah. than being, you know, just a quartet or trio or even a du- duet. But your responsibility, I'm like always hammering this home about the chorus is like you have a job to do in chorus. Yep. You know, you're there to support the featured dancers. So, so flash them a smile if they turn Exactly. Around. If they're doing a half turn Egyptian, like, and they catch your eye, give them a smile because that like little extra nudge is like, you know, they might need that yeah. <laughs> when they turn back around to the audience. And they will pay it back in kind when you're the featured yeah, dancers. Exactly. It's teamwork. It's energy exchange. Mm-hmm. And we can't necessarily rely on the audience. Yeah, like we were saying last time. Yeah. 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 Don't rely on your audience for that energy exchange. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can. Because sometimes the audience is awesome. Yes. And sometimes they're like super into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and they're very generous with their yeah. energy. And, and that applause. makes me feel really a lot better about what I'm doing too. But I can't like, I can't rely on it. Yeah. Because, you know, like we were talking about before, you might be dancing for a lay audience that doesn't know that it's appropriate right. to make noise or cheer for the dancers. They're kind of in awe and in a lot of like Western performance situations like you sit there quietly exactly until they're done <laughs> until the end. And yeah clap. exactly that took me so long to figure out i was like why aren't they clapping along and then i'm like oh, oh they're waiting for yeah. the performance to be over yeah yeah well i mean the other like the other part of that the flip side of that is like if you get the audience that can't clap to the beat oh no <laughs> And then you're like, you're totally thrown off the music. <laughs> oh my that's God. The, that's the flip side of that. So it's nice to have like a engaged audience, but hopefully they have rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because if they don't, you win trouble. You're in trouble. Oh, God. So what do you do in situations where, um, like, oftentimes, like, tonight, we'll get to the venue pretty early. Mm-hmm. And I find one of the hardest things is the waiting game. Ugh. Where you get, to, you know, you're there for several hours. Maybe you get ready at the venue. So at least like you're doing something. But then yeah. there's just that period where you're just like waiting to go on. Yeah. And I find it really difficult to stay in that like that headspace. That's really I, taxing to me. Yeah, it is to me too. I find it really hard because I want to like enjoy the performances that are before me and maybe you know have have a cheeky drink because <laughs> that helps me calm my nerves I don't recommend it for any everybody because right. I am a seasoned drinker <laughs> so one drink isn't gonna do it's not gonna touch yes. me we are not recommending that you drink before you go on oh stage. god please don't because that can be a disaster yeah that has a whole um, other set of problems associated yeah. with it but anyway, um, I usually don't start getting anxious until right before the performance. Yeah, me too. I get so nervous right before. Yeah. It's like when you're waiting backstage. Yeah. And that's when, like, the butterflies start. Yeah. And, and that's when I kind of get the, like, oh, fuck, like, I hope I can nail this one thing. Right. For me, there's always, like, there's always, like, one thing that I'm worried about, you know, mm-hmm. like, some tricky part in the music. You know, like whatever you're dancing, like Derwood Green. Oh God! <laughs> and some days are good Derwood Green days, but other days are bad. Derwood exactly. Green it's days. like I forgot to sacrifice three chickens to the Derwood Green gods. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's gonna be a good Derwood day today. Plus, you know, like if you're doing full-on improv to that song, you don't know when you're gonna end up in the lead. Oh, uh, yeah, very true. Forgot another thing that I use. Um, and this is like the most hippy dippy you'll ever hear me get, but it actually helps. Um, uh, a sort of like an aromatherapy thing. Certain scents trigger calmness in me. Hmm. And one of them is lavender. Oh, really? Yeah. So do you carry like a little roller ball um, thing with you? I or? had a roller of just straight up lavender uh-huh. um, that I was using for a while, but I ran out of that. So I stopped at Lush and got something that was like a had lavender in it. Nice. It's like a solid perfume that I just keep in my makeup bag, uh-huh. and I just put it behind my ears mm-hmm. and a little bit on my wrists, and that sort of keeps me. If I do my breathing exercises, I smell it, and it triggers some sort of calmness in me, like sort of like Feliway with cats. Yes. <laughs> Although some cats that trigger some anger. It makes them pee. Or it makes them angry. angry. Yeah. But, you know, lavender makes me nice and calm. So, yeah. Also, Mega Gavin made me a thing, which is like a roller called Calm the Hell Down. (laughs) Because she knows I have anxiety. (laughs) Calm the hell down, baby. I know. She's like, it's going to be okay, girl. (laughs) You're going to make it. Yeah. And so I, I actually keep that at work in case. Something makes me crazy at work. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. You have a lot of tools at your in, my in your arsenal. arsenal. Yeah. And you know, some days they work better than others. But my whole thing is, no matter how I'm feeling at that moment, I have to be there for my dance troupe. 
and I have to bring it for the audience. Yeah. Because that's a part of being there for your troupe. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I gotta, as soon as my foot hits the stage, I have to leave the butterflies behind me. Um, because if I brought them on stage with me, I would probably be that little girl in the Jack in the Box again. <laughs> and just not come out, you know? Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Like, I don't know. I'm crazy. You're not crazy. I mean, it's, I'm sure this is something, you know, like I, I don't feel like I get anxious about performing, but I do get nervous and I do completely understand the feeling of like not wanting to disappoint yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I think that we all have really high expectations for what we want to achieve when we go on stage and that we're often our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. I think I'm way harder on myself about performance than other people. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not willing to give myself a lot of leeway in terms of like making mistakes or whatever. Mm. And, you know, it's like Carolina says, you have to feel the fear, right? Yeah. Like you will have one opportunity. You have one opportunity to get in front of an audience and, and hit it out of the park. Yeah. Like you don't get a do over. If you fuck up, like yeah. that's the, that's what the audience is left with. Um, yeah. I mean, so it is I a totally... lot of responsibility. Like it is a lot of responsibility to go on stage. It, it is. And, and. Ugh. It's a balance between like feeling crushed under the responsibility and like finding a way to sort of harness it and use that to be able to deliver. Right. I mean, my anxiety has gotten so bad before teaching um, sometimes where I'll just be sitting alone because my whole thing about teaching workshops is that I need to be sitting alone for at least an hour before I teach mm -hmm. to calm myself down. Yeah. And I will work myself up into such a tizzy where I'm just like, everyone's going to hate me. Nobody's going to like this workshop. And I'm sure I'm not alone. No, in this. not at all. Um, but yeah, that's another thing um, that helps is uh, having some alone time. Uh, but if you find yourself working yourself up too much, maybe calling a friend. Right. Sometimes I'll call Matt, my husband, and he'll be like, what are you worried about? You've been doing this forever. Bar, 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 bar. You know what you're doing. You've got this. Like he's, he's a, he's a good cheerleader. He Aww, may not see, he Matt. may not seem like it, but it, it never, never, and the great thing about this is he'll never listen to this podcast. So. There's a little softy under that hard exterior. I know. Is there anything that you wish like your fellow dancers would do? Like that would, is there anything that like, it would be helpful for you? For somebody else to do? Yeah. You know, I've never thought about it cause it, it was always a me it's problem. It's such a personal thing. Yeah. I, and I didn't want to bring that to, right. to everybody else in the troupe. Um, oh man, I think everybody be just being there on time and ready. Yeah. Helps not a having, lot. Not having to herd the cats. Yeah. So if you do, dance with a really anxious dancer, it would make them so happy to not be late and to be ready. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> I think there were Sorry, a couple girl. times. I think there were a couple times early in our our dance, our dancing together, where you're like, "I'm gonna be like 15 minutes late," and I'm just like, <laughs> "I've gotten better. You I've have. gotten a you lot gotten better. better." But like I said, this was really early. Yeah. In, um, 
And you're like, oh, that's Sophia. She a mess. <laughs> she a hot mess. I mean, obviously, I got over it because we dance together all the time now to the point <laughs> where we're sick of each other. Well, it's like when you first are dancing with someone, like, you mm-hmm. don't 100% trust them yet, right? Like, you're not really <laughs> sure what they're going to do on stage. Yeah. Like, you haven't really learned how to read, like, the nuances of their cues yet. So right. it's, like, kind of terrifying to go on stage sure. with someone for the first time. But, yeah, I mean... If you dance with somebody who's who's an anxious person like me, uh, be on time, be ready. That is the the best thing you can do for them. And don't point it out. Or don't be like, are you okay? Because that's gonna make them feel like what? It's noticeable. What? Oh no. Yeah. So don't ever. <laughs> if they're like shaking in the corner and sobbing, I give you my full permission to ask them if they're okay. <laughs> but. If they're in a corner, like, just breathing and chilling or maybe listening to their headphones, you don't need to bother them. They yeah. know they know what they need to do to make them feel good. So let them do their thing. They're not ignoring you. They're centering themselves. And the whole teaching anxiety thing is a whole ball, a different ball of wax. Oh, man. Well, you know, like you were saying before... Teaching is just another type of performance. It is. Like, you're still getting up in front of people and... <laughs> Serving something. Yeah. You know? You're representing not only you... And I guess you could say this about performance, too. You're per- you're representing your teacher. Mm-hmm. And in our case, that's Carolina. Mm-hmm. And you're representing this entire dance form. Yeah. So, you know... No pressure. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let that anxiety yeah. weigh on you. Right. I think that um, the sort of like imposter syndrome. Oh God! Is that's the word I was looking for yeah, earlier? It's very. I mean, obviously, it's not only women who feel this no. way, but like I think that a lot of it is also because we're conditioned to question ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so that imposter syndrome of like wondering whether or not you're good enough, like, ugh, I'm not good enough at this. Why would anyone want to see me? That I think is, I think that's something that a lot of people experience. It happened to me right before we went on stage with Jambala with Deanna this year. I sort of had this moment where I was like, who the fuck do I, who do, who do I think I am? Why am I getting on stage with these two talented people? <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. What the fuck am I doing? Who am I? Yeah. I'm always surprised when, when people ask like Tessera or something to be a part of. Oh my God. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. I mean, for John Bala, like we've been very lucky to have been invited into this, into the showcases. Yeah. So John Bala has like daytime performances, but they also have curated showcases in the evenings. And Elise has been extremely generous and inviting us. I'm like, do you know who we, like, I don't expect anyone to know who we are. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're great, but I don't expect, (laughs) I don't expect everybody else to like, think that we're hot shit or anything. So it all surprises me. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? (laughs) And then you feel the pressure of bringing of it. bringing it to show that you Ugh. do deserve to be there especially, and you do deserve to be invited. Yeah. Especially when you see who else is going to be on stage. Yeah. See, that's like 
that is the double-edged sword of being able to watch the performances yeah. and then to go on after you've watched people perform. Yeah. So remember when we did cues a couple years ago and they yes. put us first on? We were like, hallelujah! Yeah. <laughs> and then there was that one year where we went on after Scarlet Thistle and we were like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> year that Scarlet Thistle went after us and they went fuck. <laughs> so. Scarlet Thistle is Colette Todoroff's yeah. uh, group up in Portland. And they're so good. They're, they're so good. So mad. They're a big inspiration to us. I feel like they're kindred souls. Ugh. <laughs> they disgust me. <laughs> I'm sickened. <laughs> I get, um, awesomeness aggression yeah you know how it's mm -hmm. like like cuteness aggression yeah like when you see a puppy and you're like i just oh wanna hug him like elmira from tiny yes Tunes. exactly i get that with dancers me too just like i know that's how i felt watching that video it's like with with terzine marai yeah like, god damn it it's like i i love you but shut the god fuck up god damn it that combo is so good <laughs> especially the entrance because like my big thing right now is that i'm like i'm just tired <laughs> sophia i'm has... tired of entering i'm just like entering in a circle i don't know sophia has a lot of opinions about entering i just have a thing Entrances. right now where i'm like just bored with it and i want to do something different but mm -hmm. you know there's only so many ways that you can get on stage right <laughs> anyway we're getting off topic yeah again, again. <laughs> but yeah we were both like damn it oh, shut up guys yeah. seriously quit it i know and my like first instinct was to like just post a bunch of cuss words on their <laughs> on the link and I was like I shouldn't do that because they're both like really sweet they might pick that the wrong way they don't know me very well exactly they're not going to take it as like the highest compliment that could be given as it was intended right so um, do you use sort of the same techniques for when you teach and you start to feel anxious yeah and that all the students are going to give me really negative reviews <laughs> And, and or they're just gonna walk out of class or they're gonna come up and punch me in the face like oh, that's yeah that would be something it's real like these are the thoughts that go through my head right before i teach a level one class <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna walk out they're not gonna like me and you know how that comes out in me the nervous <laughs> so performing it's different because you're you're just communicating with your body. Right. This is actually talking to people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of nervousness shows in some in in you in you. I can tell when you're nervous when you talk. Cause because your voice gets higher pitched <laughs> and you talk faster. I talk faster. Yeah. I'm kind and of... that's a thing that happens to yeah. a lot of people. Uh huh. I crack a lot of jokes. You can tell I'm really nervous when I start cracking like horrible dad, dad jokes. jokes. Yeah. That's that's how it manifests. That's how you know that Jessie's about to pee her pants. <laughs> She's about to shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. I use a lot of the similar techniques and it was, you know, it was easier when I was taking BART to teach because- you had all that time to sit yeah. there. Yeah. But when I, actually, when I'm driving, into the city now, it, it's really good because I can listen to my class playlist and sort of go through in my head what I want to do that day, you know, mm -hmm. 
warm up. It's just nice having that time to yourself. Even if I'm coming to pick you up, that's still like 30 minutes in the car I have alone. <laughs> Before I pop in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I deal with with that. The lavender comes out sometimes. Yeah. Um I think that preparation goes yeah. a long way in terms of like being able to sort of manage nervousness. Obviously, you can't prepare for every situation. Right. And it being an improv format, right. <laughs> you really can't predict what's going to happen on stage but um i suppose what i mean by preparation is one knowing the music right or in terms of teaching like knowing, knowing what your... you're what you want to go over and what you want to sort of achieve within that time span yeah. um so knowing the music definitely yeah and then um being being secure in your own technique yes I would never teach something that I don't feel confident in myself Yeah, doing. Yeah. If a student... Rec- the, the, there's occasionally classes where I'm like, what do you guys want to work on for like higher level dancers? And if they request something that I either don't know, because some of the volume nine stuff I'm just not as familiar with as I probably should be. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I'm just like... Uh, let me check with Carolina on that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think... I feel like it's a cop-out. It's not, though. But I also don't want to, like, be irresponsible. Yeah. And teach something that... Wrong. That you're not really that confident in. Yeah. Oh, girl, I forgot a bindi. Oh, I have, like, a billion... I have a bunch you can borrow, but they're all gross, so... Well, it's all right. Oh, I have a new one. It's lavender, though. It's lavender. Lavender. I'm wearing pink, so... Might work. Philippa, I'm wearing the pink skirt from our first performance together. Oh my god. Callback to episode two. old this time. Is that callback to episode two? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jesse's done, and I'm. <laughs> I'm done with my face, I'm not done with my hair. But I still need to put lashes on. Time. Still need to put lashes on, but I realized I also forgot my lash glue. Oh, I got lash glue. Lash glue. Remember when you were like, we were like, <laughs> what's the saying we were thinking of? Uh, you don't gotta get ready if you stay ready. <laughs> well, girl, guess who's not ready? <laughs> yeah. Guess who's never ready? Sophia. <laughs> oh, and if you dance with an anxious person, Try to always have an extra set of zills with you because they might, in their flurry of anxious packing, forget theirs. I remembered mine. Uh, That's happened to me a couple times, though. Yeah, I think that um, there are a lot of ways that you can be a good troop mate. Yeah. um, To help. Yeah, to help your people. Lash glue. Don't share eyeliner. Unless you want to get pink eye. (laughs) Or unless you carry a little spray bottle of alcohol, because that'll get rid of bacteria. But yeah, the little demons in my head just don't shut up. And that is, I don't think that's unusual. No, I I don't think think it's unusual. Mm -hmm. I think mine are a little bit louder than some people's. Um... Wish you could hear it in there. <laughs> I bet it's scary. 
as I sit here in my Nine Inch Nails hoodie. <laughs> Is there anything else we wanted to talk about today? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I guess we could do a little what's coming up. Oh yeah, da 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 da, what's coming up? <laughs> I'm just gonna use that in every episode at the end. It's I'm coming up with all sorts of jingles for it's us. It's like, do you remember Strong Dad? Strong yeah. Dad reads his emails. Yeah. We should have a little theme email. song where email. we sing it. What, what the email? <laughs> My favorite episode was when he when he read all of the typos exactly oh, yeah. as they're written. <laughs> for <Hukukas. laughs> Um, In case you hadn't figured it out, Jesse and I are basically just 12-year-old boys, so... Yeah. <laughs> The Beavis and Butthead of the ATS. The Beavis and Butthead of ATS. There we go. Um, wait, what is coming up? Reunion's Reunion's coming up. Reunion's coming up. <laughs> I know. Talk about anxiety and nervousness. The Oy. ultimate ATS showcase. Where yeah. people from around the world come and learn from the... Not the best of the best, not me. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. No. Don't sell yourself short. I'll sell myself tall. You're the best in my heart. Aw, fuck you. What? What? <laughs> um, reunion's coming up in the end of January, so we have like a month. Yeah, I know. Four weeks. I know. She's making a face like she just swallowed a... I don't know. Oh, don't say <laughs> it. Don't say it. Swallowed it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm gonna bleep myself. Yeah. Um. So reunion's coming up. That's the next big gig. Fat yeah. chance rehearsals are in full force. Yeah. Reunion is an interesting situation because it's obviously a very like friendly. <laughs> Totally friendly, super supportive, super friendly atmosphere. I'm just laughing because you got like one giant drag lash on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like obviously a super supportive mm -hmm. community. Yeah. But it's also like you're dancing for your peers. And we talked about this a little bit beforehand, like in the last, last episode. episode. You're dancing for your peers and people who like know their shit. Yeah. So it's like you're under a level of scrutiny that is not common to other other performance situations right and not that like people are gonna boo or whatever but like no no but they're gonna be like oh girl didn't do this right you know yeah um or maybe they're not and that's just my anxiety coming through right exactly <clears throat> because when i look at my videos i go oh you didn't do this right oh you didn't I do know. that right oh your posture was jacked oh your arm could have been two degrees further to the right, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I totally get that. It's like, like I said, we're often our own worst critics. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is we care a lot about what we do. And, you know, it's funny. Elizabeth Strong posted on her Facebook about it. Um, oh, yeah. I saw yeah, that. She, she wrote something about how she gets really nervous and teaches. really anxious yeah. before she teaches. and. Her husband, the music, musician Dan Cantrell, said it's just it's because you care so much. Yeah, exactly. And that's true. She, you know, she is an artist that really cares about her craft. And mm -hmm. I like to think we really care about what we do. Right. So mm -hmm. maybe it's just because I care a lot, you guys. <laughs> it is, but it's like you have to try to find. You have to try and be um, generous to yourself. 
you know, know, like kind to yourself, which is really hard to do. I'm like much kinder to strangers than I am to myself. Right. When you perceive yourself as less deserving. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see myself. I'm like, all these people deserve all of this, but I will go last. When, you know, other people won't necessarily have that same thought process. Right. So you have to find a way to, if not put yourself first, make time for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And cut yourself some slack and give yourself credit. And I realize as I'm saying this is that I should really practice what I preach. I know. (laughs) It's easy. It's easier said than done. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I mean... Sarah Shrapnel has a really great blog post about how to use performance videos, like how to As use a, them productively. Yeah. Um, which we'll link to. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important to like to not beat yourself up over mistakes. Yeah. To really think about what you can do in the future mm-hmm. to avoid making the mistake mistake and um also to be you know to look at what to look at a performance with a critical eye i think that's really important but not again not to beat yourself up right not with the purpose of beating yourself up right and you know what i think helps with that is um not watching the perform performance video right away i know there's some people that want to watch it like immediately i'm like i can't it's so fresh so i guess I, what the summary is is being nervous and anxious is a completely human thing it's and totally okay and it's yeah. okay and even the strong professionals get who've been doing this for ages like the example five minutes ago was Elizabeth Strong they get crazy nervous and I think as, a, as somebody who's just starting to dance or perform hearing that is really like validating mm-hmm you're just like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one. You're certainly not the only one. Yeah. After 15 years, I still get crazy nervous. Oh, something I wanted to mention, and it kind of goes back to preparation, is I saw this documentary recently called Free Solo, which is about the guy who f- free climbed El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. He was like the first person to do it. So that means That's that, terrifying. yeah. <laughs> He climbed it without any ropes or safety, anything. And it's really interesting because, you know, they were asking him, well, first of all, his brain chemistry is different. (laughs) They like put him under, you know, like a MRI or whatever brain scanner thing. And his tolerance for fear basically was mm-hmm. a lot higher than like you're at like his brain just wasn't respond just doesn't respond oh, to wow. like fear inducing Ugh. things yeah so that's part of the reason that he's like able to do such like death defying acts but i something that really resonated with me because they were asking him like well how do you overcome the fear you know that you could die doing this thing and he says he said that what he has to do is to expand his comfort zone. Mm. So he just has to expand the things that he feels comfortable doing, which I think is totally applicable to what what we do. Like preparation is all about expanding the zone that you feel comfortable in 
knowing your music is like expanding that zone of comfort. Having, you know, the more you perform, hopefully it will get a little bit easier to get on stage. And that's all about expanding your comfort zone. So I thought that was like a really useful way of thinking about stage fright or like being anxious about performing is that it starts, your zone of comfort starts really small. Right. But there are things that you can do to help expand that so that you feel more comfortable trying different things or being in different situations. You know, those various techniques that you can employ and also being aware of your own, being aware of your own anxiety. I think some people might not even realize that what they're experiencing actually is anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And then not sort of stigmatizing that about yourself because it's totally normal. It's totally fine to feel scared or anxious or worried that you're going to fuck up. That's totally normal and okay. And it's not something that you should be ashamed of because you're human. (laughs) Totally. And if you are like me and you think that you're going to disappoint people, you got to try as hard as you can to put that out of your head. Because what we do is so hard and so intimate. Oh, I did have left blue. <laughs> that you're not going to disappoint people. Yeah. At all. Even if you're just starting. Uh, getting up on stage is an act of courage in and of itself. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's an act of courage and it's also an extreme privilege to be able to do it. Right. So. Be like my niece, Ellie who does not even know what nervousness is. <laughs> I love that. She's like, what? And then she got off stage and she got a little ribbon for her participation. Oh my God. And she looked at me and she went, my got a ribbon because my was so good on stage. <gasps> Isn't that cute? I love it. We should all be more like Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. My got a ribbon because my was so good on stage. Oh. And I was like, you were girl, you were. I love it. So. Yeah, I'm never gonna get rid of that monster. I just need to know that I can tame it when I need to. Right, exactly. And if you're ever around me right before a performance and I'm not very responsive to chattiness or, it's not because I hate you. Well, it might well, be. She, she might, she probably does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's more like that I'm in a, weird space and I need to breathe it out because that's another thing about reunion is there's less places to hide right yeah which that might be the next topic yeah if we can get one out before reunion is how to survive <laughs> how to a survival guide to reunion and other weekend festivals next time on podcast <laughs> It has to be our opening now. Our big opening. Yes. I feel like we should get off now. We've gotten to that. We've gotten to the weird place where everything is weird. Everything is hilarious, and I'm starting to panic because I'm so fucking slow. All right. You've been listening to The Q, an ATS podcast with Sofia Salazar-Rubio and Jesse Stanbridge. The music in this episode is Flamenco Rhythm by Sun Searcher. 
available from the Free Music Archive. Do you have any tips for coping with nervousness or anxiety? Tell us about them at whatsthecue at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. podcast but she does that clapping thing to Uh everything (laughs) example oh i was over there a couple weeks ago for a visit and my niece is potty training Uh uh-huh and she went to the bathroom by herself Uh uh-huh and she came out and she read My peed by myself. She doesn't say I, she says my. She goes, my peed by myself. And my mom goes, go pee. (laughs) We're gonna be doing that all the time now. Yeah. Having your best friends dance with you is is really great, I guess. This is a RuPaul's best friend, right? Yeah, right. I forgot my highlights, so I'm gonna go grab that. I'm going to (laughs) sit here and (laughs) tell people about how when I, when you were away in Seattle, I came to Sophia's house while she was gone and I was supposed to watch her cats. But really, all I did was hide weird shit around her house. I may have fed the cats every once in a while. There's no way of her, no, no I did. I'm not that mean. But I also, you know, we'll probably, we'll probably cut this out. I didn't hide weird shit around your house. I did, however, laugh at the picture of you and Tim and no doubt. Oh my God. Sophia is a not-so-closeted, huge No Doubt fan. Yes. I hope not a recent Gwen Stefani fan, because her Christmas shit has been terrible. Oh, I refuse to listen to it. Okay, good. (laughs) But she has, like, a circa 1995, I'm guessing? No. No, it would have to be after that. It was, like, early 2000s, because that was for the Rock Study Tour. So. I'm sure about No Doubt. (laughs) Uh, but it's like... I'm not embarrassed! <laughs> we all have things, okay? Her and her brother, and like Gwen Stefani has her arms around her brother, and it's so cute! Oh my god. We won We won the, in that in a raffle. You did? We won a meet and greet in a raffle. Was Gwen Stefani nice? She was really nice. I mean, it's... it's. I mean, it happens so, so fast. Yeah. yeah, you don't really even get a chance to like talk to them. Remember when we met RuPaul? <sighs> And you told him that your fish was named RuPaul. <laughs> My fish is named RuPaul. Uh, yeah, I did say that to RuPaul because I did have a beta fish named RuPaul. And what did he say back to you? He said, send him my love. And that's what killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>